Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture podcast, and this is Will Mavity's interview with the composer and soundtrack producer for Top Gun Maverick, Lauren Balf. What do we have here? Yeah, here I thought we were special. Fellas, this here's Bagman. Hangman. Whatever. What the hell kind of mission is this? Everyone here is the best there is. Who the hell are they gonna get to teach us? Captain Pete Maverick Mitchell. Let me be perfectly blunt. You are not my first choice. You are here at the request of Admiral Kazansky, AKA Iceman. He seems to think that you have something left to offer the Navy. What that is, I can't imagine. With all due respect, sir, I'm not a teacher. Just want to manage expectations. Captain speaking. And we're off. Here we go. In three, two, one. We're going into combat on a level no living pilot's ever seen. Not even him. You think up there you're dead. Believe me. My dad believed in you. I'm not gonna make the same mistake. Someone's not coming back from this. Those are your pilots. Anything happens to them. You will never forgive yourself. No turning back now. Having any fun yet? So, uh, you, uh, when I was watching the Top Gun credits, it was interesting because there's, uh, Gaga, Faltermeyer, and Zimmer are the music by, and then it's, the whole thing is produced by Lauren Balfe. So are you kind of like the big kahuna of this? Were you, like, oh, no, managing? No, 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 I, 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 I'm not going to take credit for being the big kahuna. I'll take credit for managing, but not being the big kahuna, because I think, I think those three are, Big enough names. That <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't fit into that sentence somehow. So it was. Um, yeah, it was. It, I mean, credits are nonsense. 
distance half the time anyway. But but it was just it just seemed it just seemed easier and kind of how we understood it. You know, I I wrote, I wrote on it. I wrote a lot on it also. But it was just you know, Harold was the Harold was the birth of this of this school, right? Uh, you know, without without him, there uh, there just wouldn't be the that famous anthem that is our ringtone. Well, it's my ringtone. Uh, but <laughs> you know, it, it's and and a Lady Gaga song is so part of the DNA, and 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 also I didn't start on it in the beginning. I came on. They 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 started when I was still on Bad Boys, so mm. I was a, I was a bit late. So um, no, it, it's it's I know it's 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 confusing, but I wouldn't read too much into it. Well, you said you managed them, so tell me a little bit. I mean, you said you came in late, but working with three very distinct sounds like that, like Faltermeyer, yeah. you know, he's got the, this eighty sound. Obviously, Gaga, you know, it's a totally unique thing, and then Zimmer, you know you don't even need to say it. They're all three very distinct voices and you merge them yes. together. So tell me yeah, about well, that. I, I think, I think it's also just, it's, it's the fact, it's the nature of when I say I came in late, I'm still on it for three years. It's not, oh, wow. <laughs> you know, COVID really affected things significantly and time wise and, and recording wise, we were meant to have an orchestra and we, we couldn't, we had to record mm. every, all the musicians were in their front, sitting rooms <laughs> record, re- recording themselves so so it was it was a different totally different way of working and and i think it was it was we were all split on, in different places you know it started off harold was in la he'd been there for about a year working on the film and then he left and he went home hans was in la for a bit and he was in um, and then he was in london i was in and you know we we were all just different continents, so it was about how do we kind of yeah how do we make all one one connecting story musically because because you know the song is at the end mm-hmm. but it's it's threaded throughout the movie it's little you know the first time we hear it is actually at the end of the dark star sequence really the very not beginning. necessarily pinpoint yeah. It's it's at the end of the dark star sequence. So so you know it starts being thread and and also it was about trying to kind of make that such an iconic theme not feel where it's just we're trying to do we're trying to be nostalgic. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to kind of make it make it present day. It, it was three years, three and a half years, us all working on it. And it was a long, it's a long journey, but but it, it was about making it all connect and that was it was you know it it's funny when you kind of go watch it and it's finished and you kind of go <laughs> oh that was three that was three and a half years but it, but it was a very it was, it was a long complicated task making sure everything felt like one voice really when you, because when you've got more more people it can make it more difficult so oh, it's yeah. just about about making it all connect you know connecting tissue well, one thing I was curious about then is how did Gaga go from just writing the theme song to we're going to weave this into everything to the point that she's going to become one of the composers? Well, it's, it's that theme is it's not. I think when you look at some so- songs that that are in movies, they're, they're plain and simple needle drops. Mm-hmm. That song is in it and then that's it. And 
that is not it. That song is about, it's not my quote, it's Tom's quote, but that, that song is, it's a love letter to aviation also. Mm-hmm. And it's not just about being a song at the end of the movie. It's about that that theme is throughout it. And it was, it was just, it made sense that she had to, she was a composer. It's, yeah. it's, it's part of that. The theme is used um, and it felt right that she should be part of you know, the team and not just the song at the end of the movie. You know, you guys uh, obviously incorporate, as you said, Faltermeyer's classic Top Gun theme and then obviously Hold My Hand. But are any of the other classic songs kind of Danger Zone? There? I was wondering, is Danger Zone yes. into the score? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. Danger Zone is... is Danger Zone is, you see, I'm a massive fan of, of loyalty to our memories of, of, of films. And, and, and I've worked in a few franchises now. I've worked in Terminator, Bad Boys, Mission Impossible. Um, and I know how the audience feel because I watched those movies. And I, yeah. and I know how it feels when you hear that theme. So, you know, it's, it's like when you're playing a video game, a version of the film, and you don't hear the music from it. It makes no sense. It's mm-hmm. like, there goes your kind of emotional attachment to it. So Danger Zone is, and the Danger Zone is in a few of the action sequences. And, and you know, sometimes it's a nod, uh, but, it's, but it's the same as Harold's main top, uh, the main anthem. It, we, we kind of, started looking at it and thought, well, we don't always have to do the whole theme. You could just do the mm-hmm. first three notes and that already hits your heart. So, yeah, it, it, was, it was important to try to kind of have little nods to uh, Danger Zone and kind of, whether, whether it was obvious or not, they're definitely in there because that song is part of that, is part of the film. Yeah, what are so? Is there a track I should look for? Because now I'm going to comb through the soundtrack trying to find the, uh, the Danger Zone notes. Um, yes. Are <laughs> you not going to tell me? There's the, fir- the first instance is when they get to the enemy, air fo- uh, air, the, the enemy um, airport mm-hmm. and, they're, st- and they're, they're stealing the plane. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts, and new episodes come out every Monday. And yeah. and, and it's elongated. The, the theme there is elongated version of it. And then we and it actually then you hear it. Um, Where's the next one? Um, you will hear it just before the takeoff. 
uh, on the carrier. Mm. It's on the carrier. Yeah, so, so it's in it's yeah. spaces. I'll, I'll keep an ear out for that now. You'll just have I'll... to go back in, to the IMAX again, you see. You <laughs> yeah, they got to put it back in the IMAX. I'm so mad they placed it with Jurassic World. Oh, is it World. gone already? Oh. It's gone in a lot of them. Yeah, there was a, IMAX just had a tweet yesterday being like, petition IMAX to bring us back. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. People, the weirdest thing, I know like friends are only now going. Well, it, uh, yeah, let me see if it's still, uh, I just know it lost a big chunk of its IMAX uh, screen. Maybe it's still got a couple. I'll, I'll keep an eye out, but it lost a big chunk to Jurassic World and everyone wants it to come back because it's, that's the way to see it, man. Just blow your eardrums oh. out. Yeah, I've seen it in IMAX. I've seen it in uh, Screen X. Oh, is that where it like makes your seat vibrate and stuff? No, no, it's just it's a different vision. So that you've got the screen in front, and then you've got two uh, either side where the walls are. They're actually no, screened. Cool. Yeah, it's it's very, very interesting. But no, I could I I, I wasn't my back isn't ready for the DX <laughs> version. Forty X, that's what it is. Uh, okay, so one thing I was curious about is you know you have. Obviously, the classic Top Gun theme in here, but it's totally revamped. You've got new orchestrals. You've got some drums overlying it. So tell me about reworking Harold's classic Top Gun theme instead of just literally using the same track. It sounds weightier now. You know, the, the thing is, is that I think one thing Hans and I were wanting to try to do with it was to just to... Firstly, the, the soundtrack to the original never got released. Really? Harold's score never got an official um, release, soundtrack release. So, the, mm. so, so kind of just, just tracking down the original um, soundtrack was difficult. But I think we experimented. At one point, you know, the score was very more electronic than mm. what it is now. And it just didn't, it didn't work. It, it missed emotion. and it, And... It felt a bit like a parody. So that's when we kind of mm-hmm. started going to the orchestra. But it really was about kind of just try, trying to figure out if, if Harold had written that theme now, what would he do with it? Mm. And, it and it was very what, what Chris McQuarrie and, and I tried to do on Fallout with, with the famous Lalo Shifton theme. It, it, was, it was, what would you do if that theme was written now? Not, not kind of try to kind of, be nostalgic and write a parody of of music it's it's okay this theme is now what do you do with it so we tried to kind of give it a modern just a, a modern approach and 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 be loyal to it not necessarily try to kind of change it too much which i just it wouldn't I, I didn't think it would have given we'd been too radical with it yeah just not get given that excitement which which i heard in the cinema you know when when it plays People were cheering. So yeah. it's, it's. I think it's about it's about honoring the past and then just just trying to kind of freshen it up somehow. So you said everyone, uh, all of your your musicians, we had to record their instruments individually because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We, we start. We the thing is, is that that was the kind of the beginning of of how we kind of ended up having to record in life. It's been a long journey because the last session I had was Black Widow. Mm. And that was the la- and that was the last session at Abbey Road, and the day we finished, Abbey Road closed down for four months. 
Oh man! So so the concept of recording film schools changed, and and musicians had to kind of they had no work, they, yeah. they had no income, and so they had to kind of change the way they looked, they worked, and they had to get home recording setups and and Top Gun when we were recording was one of those first projects. So it was, yes, we had, everybody had to be remote. Uh, and unlike normally when they get to hear each other, it all had to be done separately. So it oh was a, God. but in one respect, it kind of changed the sound of it. It, it, mm -hmm. it was fewer musicians, but I think because of that, it made it, it made it bigger. It's not, mm. you don't always need more. You don't always need more musicians just to make a big sound. It's, who the musicians are and you know we we got the best of the best and and that was the way people worked for maybe two years a year and a half because even when studios started opening you weren't allowed to have as many people in you, mm -hmm. you couldn't record choirs because they had to be separated and so it's we're it's slowly coming back to normality well, not, I mean, not. let's hope so. I mean, it obviously worked out great for this because I've been listening to the score nonstop. But I mean, I guess, Good. yeah, for for musicians' livelihood, of course, you want no, everyone. But they, but, but but all the musicians lost their job. They 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 lost their jobs. Many retired to mm. early retirement because they, uh, and many just got out of the industry because it was there was no their their freelance sad. freelance business people, so they had nothing to do but. We're actually Absolutely. in the middle of trying to make, we're, we're trying to organize just the soundtrack release at the moment of the school, because mm. the, fir the first one had the songs also. So I'm working on that tonight, trying to, trying to make a, 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 the, the full school to the film. As oh, I love that. How many hours of music total would there be on there? Or like, not many, how long would this be? Because I bet you guys wrote a bunch of stuff that didn't make it in the film, right? Quite a lot, yes. But but sometimes sometimes there's a reason why it didn't <clears> get used. Yeah. Uh, was there ever uh, did anyone think about including or like incorporating "Take My Breath Away" at any point? I, you know, interesting enough, everybody kind of was like, "You can't beat that song. That song's so good." That's good. But it was it had nothing to do with this film. Yeah. It was more about like the, him and the Kelly McGillis character and not. Yes. Yeah. And it's a different love story. Yeah. And it would have just, it, it would have just, uh, it, it, it would have made sense, I suppose, maybe just to the, net, the, the kind of the, the world of Top Gun. But it, it just, it didn't make any connection to any of the characters and, and, their, and their story. And, and that's why this new song did. And it mm -hmm. was it was about this new love story, but also I think there's yeah you you see that there's lots of different aspects of love in the film. There's there's you know, there are there's friendships, the whole all the pilots and their loyalty to each other, and um, and the the concept of you know, wingman losing somebody who's who's the equivalent of a brother. So it was a different it's a different love story so that's it, it wasn't yeah it wasn't ever thought of really one of my favorite tracks in this that i've listened to over and over again is uh it's landing slash the man the legend you know what i'm talking about yes 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 
Okay, so I mean, you've discussed bits and pieces of that, but tell me just a little bit about that track because it's probably my favorite track from anything this year so far. Oh wow! Well, I think it's it's again weirdly enough, it wasn't that one was kind of came on later on the day that it was the, the hardest track was Dark Star actually, mm. and Dark Star then led us to that that cue. Um, in regards to kind of how to kind of what is our voice and what is our tone. And I think also what, what was happening was that we were, the way that we were working was sometimes we were kind of writing music, not necessarily to picture, mm-hmm. trying different approaches. And Ryan, Ruben and Seal, who are, are music editors, were, were, you know, taking different types of music that weren't necessarily meant to kind of, be in a certain scene and trying it in other places. And, and that scene was one of those kind of experiments where, where you, you write something, you don't necessarily know where it fits, but you know it, it belongs to the film. Um, yeah. But the Dark Star cue kind of was the thing that clicked for us. Mm-hmm. And that's what led this path to all the other cues, really. Um, because Danger Zones and Dark Star, actually, Okay. Yes. Yeah. You you've got Top Gun the theme and and Danger Zone in that in the Dark Star queue. So so there you've got both elements at the same time. I got to go listen to Dark Star. That's <laughs> yeah, yes. that's what we're getting at. Okay, and then uh, last question. You've already worked with a slew of directors both independently and in the scores you collaborated with Hans on. Uh, yeah. Is who's one director you would love to work with? Ooh. coming up on five minute news i'm anthony davis you might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other but it's not it's just the truth and i think that's also something that's kind of unusual for americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the states has been so partisan for so many decades so five minute news is verified truthful independent unbiased and essential world news daily you know what's really in hands always i i worked with hands for 15 years yeah and the best advice that i ever got was he said don't don't work with somebody based on the script, based base it on the team. Mm. And I think when you that's the way to kind of look at it because somebody can get excited about a film and you can read the script. And, and we all know that by the time they start shooting, that script can be totally different. Yeah. And and even when they are shooting, the script changes. So so it's a different, it's a, it's a difficult thing to say. And and I think that, you know, I, I, I working when I started, uh, when I realized kind of what I wanted to do when I was 16 or 17, I, I, I got into film because of three people, and it was Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay, and Hans Zimmer. Mm-hmm. And, all, and all of those people's films meant and mean something to me. And, and when watching films like Crimson Tide or The Rock or Conair. Oh, scores are you know, so good. Or, all all of these films are, uh, are why I got into movies. So to kind of work on Ambulance is an utter privilege uh, because yeah. I get to work with Michael, who who I think Ambulance was, I think it, I personally think it's probably 
probably his best movie. Um, mm. And he's just got a, such a unique voice. And, and then Chris McQuarrie, you know, my goodness, you look at how he started the, the usual suspect, you know, how perfect is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That script <laughs> is impeccable. Oh, and, and, you know, kind of being able to fallout came on a couple of weeks ago and I, I never watch anything I've done and I, <laughs> I just kept watching and he, he just is a genius at telling, um, telling stories. But it, that's a difficult, I, I, yeah, I, I, I got gotcha. you. It's, t- it's tough. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough because the thing is, is that there's, Plenty of directors that, gosh, let me think. You know, I've, I've said, you know, it's interesting because I think people that you admire kind of also have got their composers. Of course, they, yeah. They, yeah. They, and, and you look at somebody like Tim Burton, you go, well, that, that would be... It would always be Danny Elfman. Yeah, yeah it, it's always going to be with Danny. So it looks like you got... Uh, I'm looking at what you got next. You got some Matthew Vaughn coming, Argyle. Yeah. And, and, Ma- and Matthew's another great example of it's been just it's been great that you know we we we're n- I'm no longer based in in Los Angeles now mm-hmm. and um and by kind of a, a, just a kind of luck kind of got introduced to Matthew and and working on um, Argyle with him and it, and it's brilliant so I've always loved all of his films and yeah I mean, it, you know it very just very fortunate to kind of work yeah. with people who who i sit and watch their movies oh yeah so it's it's um i think i yeah i'd have to i'm going to be thinking about this question for the next couple of weeks <laughs> somebody yeah. somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago and they said who who do you see as like up and coming or interesting com- film composers and i went dead i was like uh i couldn't think of it you know who's <laughs> really then, good he, is nicholas Brutel. Oh, Nick, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, Nick, Nick is, I was watching Succession on the flight over. He, he just nails it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, you know, I'm kind of a, I think I'm an honest composer. And like a lot of people, when I say, I, I watch stuff and I sit there, I go, yeah, I could do better. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, and and um, uh, that's not very good. Why did they do that? But, but with Nick, you sit there, you go, ah, damn. <laughs> what a good idea you know yeah. it's like it's it's and, it, and it's it's the same with with hands you know my goodness he just it, it's every decade he has created a for the last four decades yeah. the dune score Ooh. oh if you are able to go and see his live shows because you just sit and you go oh my god i forgot he did that i forgot driving miss <laughs> daisy i forgot this and it's really kind of an encyclopedia of filmmakers and yeah. and and his relationship you know with ridley scott and it's 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 just a, an amazing show and the music stands alone you don't see any footage of the film it's mm. just a standalone piece so oh, that's cool highly well, recommend it Lauren, I think we're about out of time, but thank you so much for taking the time to chat. I can't wait to hear uh, your Mission Impossible parts one and two scores too. That you well, the, something... the, the, te- the teaser's in the trailer. Yeah, I was, I was already enjoying like listening to that. I mean, it'd get my heart pumping just listening to that. Yeah. So, Well, we're, we're releasing that on Friday, the actual music. Really? As a oh, yeah. As a, as a, se- as a separate track. 
because I think that so many people put a lot of work into that. You never get to record an orchestra for a trailer. It just doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Oh, me, I'm sure I made an utter mistake and somebody has done it. <laughs> uh, but, um, and I apologize, but, but I've never done it. And, and Tom and McHugh really, um, when working on it, they've, they've, they felt strongly that we should, we should be doing that. So it was great. And, you know, a fantastic choir. So, so yes, yeah, so that's going to come out. That's going to come out Friday. And mm. um, and also on a side note, all of the musicians, the whole music team, we I got them to sign the school, and we're doing a raffle to raise money for the Highland Hospice up in Scotland. Really? And um, so, so it's the school that the musicians used on the session, and then they've all signed it. Also, so oh, that's it's, so cool. It's, it's on my, my, it's on my socials. It's the, young people say <laughs> well lauren thank you so much it's been a pleasure my pleasure i'm so Amazing sorry score. so sorry i was late oh it happens man. Damn it technology happens. <laughs> all right thanks so much hey everyone thank you so much for listening to will mavity's interview with the composer and soundtrack producer for top gun maverick lauren bow here on the next best picture podcast Top Gun Maverick is up for your consideration for Best Original Song for Hold My Hand at this year's Academy Awards. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening as always, and we shall see you all next time. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.